Section 12 of the Letters of a Post-Impressionist. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Solog. The Letters of a Post-Impressionist by Vincent Van Gogh. Translated by Anthony Mario Ludovici. Section number 12. Further Letters to His Brother. Part 1. The city of Paris does not pay. It would break my heart to see Surratt's pictures buried in a provincial museum or in a cellar. They ought to remain in living hands. If T were only willing. If the three permanent exhibitions are established, an important work of Surratt's will be required for each of the following places. Paris, London, and Marseilles. How kind it is of you to promise G and myself to make the realization of the projected union a possible thing. I have just received a letter from B, who for the last few days has been on a visit to G, L, and another man in pont Avant. In this letter, which, by the by, is very friendly in tone, there is not a single word about G's having the intention of joining me here. Nor is there any hint that they are expecting me there. Nevertheless, the letter is a very friendly one. I have not received a line from G himself for a month. I really believe that G prefers to come to an understanding with his friends in the North, and if he have the good fortune to sell one or more pictures, he will probably no longer wish to join me here. Whether G comes or not is his affair, for provided that we are ready to receive him, and that his bed and his quarters are prepared, we shall have kept our promise. I insist upon this because, in doing so, my object is to release myself and a friend from the evil that thrives on our work, and that is the necessity of living in expensive hotels without our deriving any advantage from the arrangement, which is sheer madness. The hope of being able to live without money troubles, and of one day escaping from these eternal straits, what a foolish illusion this is! I should consider myself lucky to be able to work even for an annuity, which would only just cover bare necessaries, and to be at peace in my own studio for the rest of my life. Now it is definitely decided that I shall not go to pont even if I have to live in an hotel with these Englishmen and men of the École des Beaux-Arts, with whom one has to argue every evening. Much ado about nothing. This morning I was working at an orchard, gay with plum blossom, when suddenly there came a gust of wind, and with it a peculiar effect which hitherto I had not observed in these parts, and which recurred from time to time. Now and again a shaft of sunlight would pierce the clouds and set all the little white blooms aglow. It was too beautiful for words. My friend the Dane joined me, and, at the risk of seeing all my paraphernalia fall to the ground at every gust of wind, I continued to paint. In this white light there was a good deal of yellow, blue and mauve the sky is white and blue but what will people say of the execution when one works in the open air in this way afterwards i thoroughly regretted not having ordered my colors at dear old tanguy's not that i should have gained anything but he is such a comical little body i often think of him do not forget to remember me to him when you see him and tell him that if he would like some pictures for his shop window he can have some and of the best. Oh dear, 
It seems ever more and more clear to me that mankind is the root of all life. And even if the feeling that one has no share in real life remains a melancholy one, for it would surely be preferable to deal with living flesh and blood than with colour and clay, and one would sooner beget children than work at art or at the commerce of art. One feels notwithstanding that one does at least live, for among one's friends are there not numbers who also have no share in real life. We should try to do the same with business matters as with the human heart. That is to say, acquire or revive friendships. As we no longer have anything to fear in regard to the ultimate fate of Impressionism, and as our victory is assured, we should behave decently and settle everything with calmness. I cannot help thinking of Marat as the equivalent of Xantippe, in a moral sense, even though he be more powerful. That woman, with the embittered heart, remains, in spite of all, a stirring figure. You were right to order from the colormans the geranium lake which I have just received. All the colors that Impressionism has brought into fashion are rather prone to lose some of their strength. That is why they should be laid on boldly and glaringly, for time will be sure to deaden them more than necessary. Not one of the colors I have ordered, three chromes, deep, medium, and pale, Prussian blue, viridian, emerald green, etc., is to be found on the palettes of the Dutch painters, Maris, Mauve, and Israels. On the other hand, they were on Delacroix's palette, as he had a passion for the most prohibited colors, lemon yellow and Prussian blue. And with very good reason, for to my mind he created really magnificent things with this lemon yellow and blue. Now I must tell you that I am working at two pictures, of which I wished to make copies. The pink peach tree gives me most trouble. You observe, from the four squares on the back, that the three orchards are more or less related. I am now painting an upright of a small pear tree, which will be flanked by two landscape-shaped canvases. Altogether, then, that will make six pictures of orchards in blossom, and I hope that there will be three more to come, also related to each other in character. I should like to paint this series of nine pictures together. There is nothing to prevent us from regarding the nine pictures of this year as the first rough plan of a final and much larger scheme of decoration, which will have to be carried out at the same time next year, according to exactly the same themes. My drawings are done with a reed which is cut after the manner of a goose quill. I am thinking of doing a series of them, and hope the others will be better than the first two. That is my method. I had already tried it in Holland, but there I had not such good reeds as I have here. Do you remember, just before my departure, our speaking about the Universal Exhibition, and the fact that, in connection with it, Bougereau, Lefebvre, Benjamin Constant, and the whole set intended to go to Bousseau's to make a complaint, and to insist upon the firm bees, the first in the world, unflinchingly adhering to the principles of the highest and only desirable art naturally their own art and the upshot of it is that we must be very careful for it would be more than sad if you were to quarrel with these gentlemen when one is released after having spent a long time in prison there are moments in which one yearns for the walls of one's cell again simply because one is no longer quite at home in a state of freedom 
probably so called owing to the fact that the exhausting hunt after daily bread does not leave one a moment of liberty but you yourself know all this as well as i do and you will have to forsake a good many things in order to attain to others is it not true that Jomier is hung in the Beaux-Arts, and Gavarni as well? Bravo to Jomier, but by no means to the Beaux-Arts. I grow ever more and more doubtful about the legend concerning Monticelli, who is said to have drunk such great quantities of absinthe. With his life-work before one, it seems to me impossible that a man enervated by drink could possibly have produced such work. In a day or two you will receive a call from the Danish painter who has been staying here. He wishes to see the salon and then to go back home, perhaps with the view of coming south again next year. His three last studies were better and more full of color than anything he has done hitherto. I do not know whether he will ever do anything great, but he is a nice fellow and I am sorry he is going. I told him that a Dutch painter is staying with you and if K would only conduct him up to the Butte de Montmartre, he would probably make a few studies. I have told him a good deal about the Impressionists, all of whom he knew by name, and he was also acquainted with some of their pictures. The question interested him immensely. He has a letter of introduction to R. He recovered his health here, and now feels uncommonly well. It will last for two years and then he will be wise to come back here for the same reasons of health. What is the new book like, about Daumier, the artist, and his work? According to what you say, I hope that I will shortly come to Paris. In the circumstances which you have mentioned, it would be a real stroke of luck, now that everything is going to the dogs and they are not doing well. Possibly it would be easier to bring a few picture dealers and amateurs to an understanding with the object of buying impressionist pictures than to get the painters to divide among themselves the proceeds of the pictures sold. And yet the artists could not do better than to stick together, hand their pictures over to the association, and share the proceeds of the sales, if only for the reason that the society guarantees the means of work and existence to its members. Degas, Claude Monet, Renoir, Sisley, C. Pizarro, should take the initiative and say, Each of us five will give ten pictures. Or better still, each of us will contribute works to the value of ten thousand francs, which value must be decided by experts, for instance, by T. and U., whom the society would appoint. And these experts would also have to invest in pictures. In addition to that, we undertake to make a yearly contribution to the value of so much. And we invite you all, Seurat, Gauguin, and Guillaumin, to join us, and the value of your pictures will be assessed by the same jury. By this means the great impressionists of the Grand Boulevard would preserve their prestige, and the others would not be able to reproach them with enjoying alone the advantages of a reputation, for which there can be no doubt they are indebted, in the first place, to their personal efforts and their individual genius, but which in the second place is also increased, consolidated, and maintained by a regiment of artists who up to the present have been in constant straits for money. It is only to be hoped that something will come of it all, and that T and you will be chosen as experts, together with Portier, perhaps. You two must surely be of the opinion that if T and you join together, you could persuade both Bousseau and Valadon 
to grant credit for the necessary purchases. But the matter is pressing, otherwise other dealers will cut the grass from under your feet. There are several themes here which have exactly the same character as in Holland. The only difference lies in the color. Everywhere a cadmium yellow, produced by the burning sun, and in addition a green and blue of such extraordinary intensity. I must say that the few landscapes by Cezanne which I happen to have seen give an excellent idea of it, but it is a pity I have not seen more of them. I think you are quite right to take the books to the Independent also. You ought to call this study Paris novels. I should be so glad if you could succeed in convincing T but only have patience. Every day I think of this artist's union, and the plan has developed further in my mind, but T ought really to belong to it, and much depends upon that. For the moment the artist might possibly be convinced by us, but we can proceed no further without T's help. Without him, we should have to listen to everyone's complaint from morning till night, and then every member would come singly to ask for explanations concerning the rules. I think that, on the whole, I live like a workman here, and not like an effeminate foreigner who is travelling for pleasure. And I should show no strength of will at all if I allowed myself to be taken advantage of as he does. I am beginning to set up a studio which will be able to serve the purpose of local painters or of friends who come this way. I believe that you will soon make a friend of my Dane. It is true that he has not yet done anything good. But he is clever, and his heart is in the right place, and he has probably begun to paint only quite recently. Do please avail yourself of a Sunday to make his acquaintance. Do you know G's expression when he compresses his lips and says, No women? That would make a fine day go ahead. It cannot, however, be gainsaid. For to spend one's whole day at mental work, reckoning and meditating and thinking over business, is in itself enough for the nerves. End of section 12. Recording by Elizabeth Solog, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania.